This episode is being brought to you by Soul Tribe Publishing House. Welcome back to Soul Sister Sunday Podcast. This is Kim. And this is Jay. We're so excited to be back yet again with a different type of episode. This episode is allowing us to show our creative side. It's similar to what we did before with what's cooking good looking. But this time we are talking about sewing. Yeah, so we're titling this What's Sewing Good Looking? Because Kim and I are very good looking. In my <laughs> humble opinion. <laughs> In our biased opinion. Before we get started on the projects that we worked on for this episode, we wanted to have a little bit of a conversation surrounding sewing. To start it off, with anything that we do, it has to start somewhere. So let's talk about our journey in sewing or how we got introduced to it. Yeah. So how did you get introduced to it, dear Kim? I'm no professional. Let's get that out the way right now. I'm not a professional seamstress. I'm not that great at sewing. But when I was a little girl, maybe nine, 10 years old within that time frame, I wanted to be a fashion designer. And I had a bunch of Bratz dolls, Mycene dolls, Diva stars. I don't know if anyone remembers them but I used to collect those dolls really heavy. And I would take fabric from around the house. It would be old t-shirts, old jeans. I think I used a towel a couple of times and I would cut it out and sew new clothes for my Barbie doll. So I know how to hand sew really well. No one ever got me a machine when I was a kid. So I didn't have that privilege (laughs) of learning that way, but I do sew a lot with my hands. So that's how I learned. Oh, that's cute. I did have the privilege of my mom having a sewing machine and her knowing how to sew and me watching her sew. She sewed me a Halloween costume one time. It was very pretty. I got that from her, I think, that introductory to sewing. And then when I became a mom, my child became interested in it. And I am of the big belief that we should be self-sufficient. So... This is a skill that needs to be learned. This is a skill that needs to be mastered. And so my daughter and I started the adventure of sewing. And I don't call myself a professional, but I can sew. I've seen many things that you've done, especially in the wintertime when you make like the hat and scarf set. So you're really good at it. I enjoy sewing and my daughter and I enjoy sewing together. So I think that is a bonding moment as well as a point of passing on something that is tradition as well. That's very cute. And it's something that is needed throughout life. I'm not sure how many people feel about it, but it can be seen as a life skill. As of today, I still can sew small things with my hands, but I haven't taught my daughter yet. So I have to get around to that. At the school that my daughter goes to, they taught them how to sew early on as well. And they did different kinds of projects with sewing that I do believe that sewing is a life skill that more people need to be aware of and practice. Why? Because the more we learn how to be self-sufficient, the less likely we fall into pits of schemes or situations such as us needing to pay extra money to just buy pants when we can make them at home for so much cheaper. So there is a benefit to learning life skills that require time. And sewing does require time. It does. I would think too that 
most people don't think to learn how to sew because it's more convenient just to go to the store and buy a shirt versus having to cut the fabric, measure the fabric, all those things. I understand the position of it being more convenient, but at the same time, I believe that it should be taught. Back in the day before we got to high school, this was a class and people Mm -hmm. would take it and people will learn how to sew. That's important. They did. First of all, things change over time. We know that. So back in the 60s and 70s or whenever they taught this at school, it wasn't as convenient to probably go to the store or anything like that. And then people back then were more self-sufficient. We're lazy. We'd rather have the easy way out. But I agree with you. If we can find a way to teach it more or promote it, we'll be better off. Yeah. So now do you think that boys and men should know how to sew? What if not? They wear clothes like we do. (laughs) I believe so too. I think that generally speaking, there is this gender situation happening when we talk about sewing that it would traditionally fall on the feminine side of life. And I don't believe that's true. Everybody sews. It's a machine. So you're telling me a man can't operate this machine because it makes something? Okay. Well, at the same time, that doesn't make sense. Because if you say a man cannot operate a simple sewing machine, but he can go out and operate a forklift, he can go out and operate heavy machinery for work purposes, then why is this little machine so difficult and forbidden for a man to touch? Because they have to be creative. You get to pick the fabric. (laughs) But men are creative too. Men are actually some of the best decorators and designers out there. Oh, So they should get over there and pick up a needle and pick up some thread and pick up whatever you need and make their own outfits too. Definitely believe that more men deserve to be in that field of creativity and sewing things, sewing things for their family. Like, yes. Sit your big self down and sew something. Calm down. (laughs) It can be therapeutic too. When you're focusing on it and taking your time with it, it could be really relaxing. And also too, it gives you the definition of accomplishment. You feel so accomplished when you have the finished product of you creating it from scratch. I love that feeling of, I made this with my bare hands. Rawr! That's true. All that to say, anyone, regardless of what gender they identify as, should know how to sew or at least try once in your life. Know the basic. If you don't feel like it's your thing, then fine. You don't have to pick up the hobby, but know the basics. Because if the zombie apocalypse is coming our way, you need to know how to sew. There's no gap in the end of the world. (laughs) Hey, wait, this is me again, taking apart of things because I have to. If the zombie apocalypse is coming, more than likely we'll be more worried about saving ourselves instead of trying to put the button back on our pants. That's not necessarily true. (laughs) At that point, is it really needed? Yeah, because they teach it in the army. They do? Yeah, they teach it in the armed forces. They have to learn how to sew, even the bare minimum, the basics. This is a life necessity. If you have to sew something really quickly because the only thing that you have to make yourself a home is two pieces of clothing, you are going to sew it together. You best believe you're going to sew that thing together. Sewing is the rhythm, just how you create a raft. Oh, okay. Well, I learned something new today. All right. So let's go ahead and get into some fun facts or things that we found interesting. So one fact I do have is that there are over 4,000 different types of sewing machines. Why? I don't know. I guess it's one for everything. 
but there are many kinds of sewing machines. Dang, over 4,000 different types? Yep, 4,000 kinds of sewing machines. And I would imagine it's for small things or for a certain material because some material is thicker than others. So you need like a certain machine, different sizes. I have a small little cute one. You have one that's a little bigger. So it's one of those things, it's one for everyone. Over 4,000, those are a whole bunch of different types of sewing machines. It is, but there's no reason anyone can say, oh, I can't find one that fits me or I can't find one that does this certain function. Yeah, you can, just keep looking. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that includes sergers. My fun fact didn't say that, but maybe. Because the aspect of sewing machine is the needle and going inside the cloth and doing all of that. But a serger also does that too on a more sophisticated level. And that's considered sewing as well. So maybe they are included. That makes sense. When you put it like that, I would think so. So I have a fun fact. Needles are ancient technology and weren't always metal. Okay, then what were they? Oh, I'm glad that you asked. <laughs> About 27,000 years ago, people protected themselves against the cold with fur they had stitched together using bone needles pierced with a hole. Pins were made from fish bones as well as from long thorns. Later, horn and ivory were used, the needles having a round hole at the end or in the middle. Okay, so they made a needle out of what was available. Yeah, so it goes back to the idea of this is a life skill. Back in the day, they were doing this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, back in the day, too, I don't know if people still say this, but back in the day, too, they believed in using every part of the animal. And what better mm. way than take his bone and make a needle out of the sole the fur you just cut off his back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, talk about self-sufficiency. Dang, those are goals. <laughs> Cool. Very interesting facts. I don't know if anybody else has any out there, but you can always share it with us in our comments and DMs. Yes. Let us know what fun fact you know about sewing. Okay. As I mentioned a little bit ago, maybe about a minute or two ago, you've been sewing. Okay. You've been busy. You've been making shit happen. You find something, you go do it. Hmm. (laughs) What kind of sewing machine do you have? How would you describe it? Okay. I have a computerized sewing machine. It's going to have to be something fancy. I was just about to say, bougie. (laughs) I love sewing and I love the fact that I have a very bougie machine. It's a computerized sewing machine that lets you know what kind of footer you need to put on for a specific design with thread. And it does it for you. And it's so much easier to use rather than a traditional sewing machine. I also have a traditional sewing machine that's mechanical and I do know how to operate it, but the computerized sewing machine is so much more easy. I don't have a pedal. I mean, I do have it, but I don't use it because it has a two different way of sewing. Nowadays, you don't have to use the pedal. You don't have to sit there and be pressing like you're zoom zooming in the car. You just press the little button and it goes, it threads the needle. It's fancy. I love my machine. It's a brother's brothers be coming through. They are the OG. Shout out to brothers. Oh, nice. So is this something that you plan to keep? I would imagine so only because of the way it's set up. 
that's something yes. you keep for a long time. Oh yes, for sure. Sewing machines are investments can't say that enough the the mechanical sewing machine that we have is a collector's item and we will be keeping that we will have to oil it and send it in for maintenance at some point but it is a collector's item so sewing machines there are over 4,000 because people do keep them and they are beloved in the community well yours is way fancier than mine <laughs> mine doesn't require a special upkeep <laughs> well also sewing machines require upkeep because you have to oil them you have to dust them or else they just don't work as sharply as they were doing so at the beginning also my machine comes with a table that is an attachment so we could do bigger projects on it and it's very light and it comes with a cover and you could just scoot it in a place and Nobody knows that you have a sewing machine. <laughs> this is really fancy. Yeah, no, I don't have that. <laughs> what, what, what you got? <laughs> I got bougie. You got. <laughs> I got very, very beginner friendly. <laughs> <laughs> You're on level 100. I'm still struggling at one. <laughs> I'm going to shout out my daughter's grandmother because she's the one that gifted it to us. Of course, eventually I would have bought it because that's what we were wanting to continue our sewing projects. But shout out to my daughter's grandmother for hooking us up. That sewing machine really has come in handy and it's very loved in our family. Oh, that's very nice of her. I'm sure that you'll definitely keep up with it. My sewing machine. <laughs> like I said, it's beginner friendly. It is a small portable one. It weighs maybe two pounds. And the story of how I got that sewing machine, if my niece ever listened to it, TT baby, I apologize, but I stole it. <laughs> she snatched that. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was a Christmas gift to her. And my niece is, is a small girl. She was maybe seven or eight around the time she got the sewing machine for Christmas. And it was just sitting there at the house not being used, not being touched. And my mom remembered that sometimes I sew things by hand. And if bored enough, I will give something a try as far as like a little project around the house or a little DIY when I feel like it. My mom knows I'll do stuff like that. So my mom calls me and is like, you know that sewing machine that your niece has? You should come get it. She's not gonna use this. How mom not gonna take time to teach her to use it? Da, da, da. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I went to visit, I put it in my car and it's been in my possession ever since. <laughs> it's cute, but it's wrong. <laughs> well, you know what? One day when she's a little older, I will sit down with her and show her how to use it and how to take care of it. But as of right now, her focus isn't on that. So I'm not gonna give it to her for her to take home and toss it to the side. Hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I do believe that the child has to have interest in sewing. My daughter came to me and told me she was interested in sewing. And then we went on this adventure and here we are. But it was her that drove that. And she knows how to sew. She can sew things together. And I can't wait till she's a little older. That way she can have that mental capacity to sew on her own because I know she will create a lot of beautiful things. Well, see, that's how your daughter and my niece are different. Your daughter wanted to do it. Your daughter showed an interest in it. It was gifted to my niece with the intention on teaching her, but I mean, the girl want to play dolls and do other things. There's no need to force her. So it's at TT's house when she's ready. 
Yeah, until then, Titi will use it. So let's go ahead and get started on our actual projects because we did work on specific projects for this podcast episode that we will be putting in our Instagram so you guys can see it visually because I believe our projects are dope. So Kim, what project did you work on for today? What was your assignment? I kept it simple because again, I'm used to sewing with my hand and not with the machine. So while making this, I had to keep forcing my hand down to not <laughs> jump in and squip the machine. But I took an old t-shirt and turned it into a tote bag. Simple one, two, three project. Okay, so you said that sewed on the sewing machine? Yep, so how you do it is basically you cut the neck area a little bigger than what it is and you cut off the sleeve area that way you have a hole to put your arm in and then you cut sleeve area of the neck the bottom of the shirt is obviously open. You have to place it on the sewing machine and just do a straight line going across. Boom, you got a purse. Okay, and how was sewing on that tiny machine of yours? It's not difficult, but I have to get used to it. Again, I'm old fashioned. Give me the needle, put it in my hand. I'm gonna sit here for hours using my hand. <laughs> so I kept trying to tell myself, this is not the point of this, don't do that. <laughs> The machine was easy. It took me a minute to get the thread in the way that I wanted it. So I messed up a little bit, but it still looks good. I would definitely give it another try. Thinking of trying to make it again with a different shirt just to perfect that it. Ah, so does the machine, does your little machine have a pedal? Yeah, it has a foot pedal. It connects to the machine. And I tried to do it that way too, but I found myself, I don't want to say restless legs, syndrome but I was pressing a little bit too fast <laughs> getting excited <laughs> but it has a pedal again it's all about adjustment and learning so I think I did pretty good for my first try <laughs> okay that sounds interesting I agree it's a learning process with the foot pedal for sure and as beginners we don't really have that in line yet but I hear the older folks the ones that have more experience know it very well so I have hope yeah, I do too. I think, see, this is the thing with me. When I start doing stuff and it's interesting or I feel like I want to get better at it, I stick to it for a minute. So I think I'm going to try to make something else next time. Maybe scrunchies. Maybe I'll make a little pouch, pencil pouch for the kids for school. I don't know, but I think I'll do it again with something else. Oh, that sounds fun. Stay tuned for part two of what's sewing good looking. <laughs> now, what did you make? I know you made something fancy. I did make something fancy in my fancy machine. I made a wet bag. And listeners, if you guys don't know what a wet bag is, it's a bag that is made out of waterproof fabric. So it can hold wetness in it. So let's say you go to the swim pool and you want somewhere to put your swimsuit in or something that's wet, you'll put it in the wet bag. For me, the purpose of the wet bag was for my daughter for her to have a very unique period pack as she is in the sphere of that time coming and I want to prepare her. So the first step was to create a wet bag for her that was unique to her liking so she could feel that I love her and this is normal for her to go through. And I made her a wet bag and I'm so excited. We ordered the fabric online. I got a zipper that's glittery. I can't wait for you guys to see it. And I made it in my fancy machine and I really enjoyed my experience. I learned 
about thread and I learned about a little bit about needles and the differences in needles that are needed depending on the thread type. So I definitely thought this experience was worth it. I know you mentioned fabric. What do you look for when you're trying to find fabric to make something? Do you look for the quality of the fabric, the print, the design, anything like that? All of it. I look for the quality uh, as well as what it looks like. For this fabric, I'm always looking at, is it eco-friendly? Is it sustainable? Just because I don't want to continue extending my footprint more than I have to. I'm already here, so it's not like I could take my existence back, but I can try to lower my footprint and teach my kid about it too. So in this experience, I was originally going to use pool fabric. It's P-U-L. I forgot the long name of it. It's an acronym. But after I did research on the fabric, I just wasn't feeling comfortable in using something that wasn't decomposable. So it doesn't break down so quickly. And the fabric that I did end up getting can break down if we no longer want to use it or if we want to pass it on eventually it can be broken down. And to me, that's important. You did like the the more eco-friendly way, just getting a t-shirt out the closet like I did and start cutting on it. Well, no. So, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> no, it's not because recycling is also eco-friendly. You did the right thing by recycling something that you had and repurposing it. You are also very green in this experience as well. Is it green or is it being cheap? Well, it's green and being <laughs> budget friendly. I think both of them are okay. It talks about how we can repurpose things in life. We don't always have to go get fabric to start a new project. We can repurpose things. And what you did is repurpose and recycle. And that is a green thing to do, even if you were doing it because you wanted to be cheap. Either way, you're saving something. Okay. Yeah, that's true. So all that to say... It doesn't take much. It doesn't have to be something expensive or extravagant when you're sewing. Exactly. And you could repurpose anything in your closet. The jeans don't fit you no more. Okay, make them shorts. Add, add something to them. There's a woman that we've shouted out before on a different episode that repurposes clothes on YouTube and teaches people how to do that. So if people are out here doing it, that means that you too can do it. And that's what I love about sewing is that you can create anything with a machine and some thread and a needle. And I've done that in the past, taking old pants that I didn't need anymore and I'll make them into shorts. I think I did that maybe twice last summer when I realized some clothes were getting a little tight on me, but I didn't want to throw them away just yet. So I made them into shorts and made them a little bit more stretchy. So yeah, that's definitely a thing. Yeah, and that's how we combat this footprint that we're giving. I continue going back to it, but it's necessary. Global warming is real, and our existence is detrimental to the earth that we are taking from. So the less we take from it, the better. That doesn't mean live a life of lack of, but be conscious of what you're doing. So with that in mind, I might have to clean out my closet again. And, <laughs> and make more tote bags. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that there's outdoor thread? Outdoor thread? Yeah, for things that go outside. So let's say you have patio furniture and they have cushion. Mm -hmm. Fabric is 
water resistant and waterproof, but the thread also has to be water resistant and waterproof. No, I didn't know that. I thought you just pick out a thread, maybe one that's a little thicker for certain material and make it happen. Nope. <laughs> nope. There is waterproof thread. It's outdoor thread. Where I went, it was very limited in colors compared to the rest of the thread, but I did not know that. So I definitely appreciate this project because it taught me different things that I otherwise wouldn't have thought about. I had to think about the zipper that I had to put on this because I wanted it to be waterproof or, or water resistant. And I didn't even know that you had to think about that in zippers. So I really enjoyed my experience. Oh, that's cool. So within this, even though you already had like a general idea of how to sew, you learned some more things along the way. Yes. And I love that about sewing. I think that we never are fully engulfed in any type of certain knowledge. We should always continue learning. And the only way we can do that is to challenge ourselves in creating different things and going down different avenues. So this one was definitely a different avenue, but I really learned a lot and I got to be so creative. I think the funnest part, in my opinion, is the creative side of you. I know I say I'm not a creative person, but then when I sit down and do stuff, it becomes a whole show. So this plays into that. Finding yeah. this t-shirt and thinking like, oh, this would be a cute bag. Boom, I got a bag. It's the creativeness that makes it more fun. Yeah, I enjoy finding the end. In the middle, I always hesitate because I don't know this. I don't have anybody to guide me and I am self-taught and YouTube too. Hello, YouTube. But to have the end result is such a beautiful and prideful thing. I can't wait to have my child use this that I made her, that she knows that we made for a specific reason. And she knows that it's made from love. I can't wait for her to have that narrative in her life for the rest of her life. And so to me, sewing allowed me to be creative, but also allowed me to ripple into my daughter's love bucket and our memories of each other. So I wouldn't be able to do that if it wasn't for sewing as well. So shout out sewing. That's beautiful. I'd never thought of it as deep as that, but hearing you say that is beautiful. <laughs> 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 I think that's a common common ground for both of us here. <laughs> I just do stuff. She does stuff too, but she wants to think deep, deep, deep when she do stuff. <laughs> Listeners, I hope you guys enjoy sewing. If you do sew, let us know what you guys sew. What is the easiest thing to sew? What is our next project? Kim, what's your next project? Or you know what? Let's make it more fun. If anybody out there is working on a project has been a project or have something wants to show off you can tag us in it so we can see and maybe get some ideas or share some ideas with you yeah that would be nice hey get our own sewing community going i know we follow some sewing people online on our instagram because i just love getting ideas of how to sew better hacks for sewing things that i didn't even know how to do but they're teaching it in 30 seconds or less I enjoy that. Oh, wait, before we go, I did want to point out one thing. So in my adventure of scrolling through YouTube, trying to find a quick and easy project, I did see that women are making their own wigs with sewing machines. So 
I did see that too. I actually I'm, did see that where they do their own sewing of the actual hair together. Yeah, and I think that's pretty cool. And any woman out there who doesn't want to spend time in the beauty line or pay someone else for a wig, that's definitely an option. Maybe one day when I stop being so shy about sewing and really get into it, I can make my own wig instead of trying to run to the store. So I did think that was interesting. Ah, that, that is interesting. I think you need a bigger machine for that, though. You can come borrow mine. Yeah, I think I'll have to. I got a big head. I like big hair. So <laughs> I may need to borrow yours real quick. <laughs> that baby machine might go out of commission. <laughs> <laughs> On the third um, pack of hair, it might stop working. <laughs> It starts smoking like the car. <laughs> but you know what? When there's a will, there's a way. At that point, I'll just have to reshape the stocking cap. Boom. You part wig. Done. <laughs> make it work. <laughs> Always make it work. Always. <laughs> All right, listeners. That is the end of this episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed today's episode. I know I really enjoyed today's episode. It has been such a wonderful experience to share this and share these memories with my sister, Kim, and you guys as well as our witness. We'll definitely show what we did on Instagram, so be on the lookout. Yes. And once again, before we leave, disclaimer, we want to be able to follow you guys back. But we also want to be able to know that you guys are real and not a fake account, not a spam account, not... Prince Harry from Africa. We want to know you're real. We don't want another German Paris telling us that their money's coming from their daddy. We don't want to know all that. We want to know you're real. Leave us a comment. Let us know. Have you listened to our episodes? What, what do you guys think about our post? Interact with us. It's greatly appreciated. Follow us first. Show us some love and we'll follow back. Now, can I ask the question or should you ask the question? Go ahead. You could ask the question. What's the question? What's sewing good looking? This episode has been brought to you by Soul Tribe Publishing House.